Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of APIs Unplugged. My name is Matt McClarty. I'm the Global Field CTO for MuleSoft, and it's great to have you here. Also, Mr. Mike Amundsen, it's great to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm working towards the end of the year, day by day, getting closer and closer to that final goal line. I'm in a good mood. I'm having fun. Awesome. Well, here, you know, I, I know that our APIs Unplugged listeners always want the weather forecast. So I can I can report <laughs> up here in Canada that it is a snow day here. So oh. if you hear the uh, if you hear the scurrying of feet above me, I'm in Studio <laughs> B in the basement. That could be the kids who are at home today. Very excited about going outside in the snow. But anyway. Um, well, we, we have no snow here. It is it is sunny but brisk and windy. So uh, it's it's maybe 40 degrees. What is that? Five or six Fahrenheit or something? Uh, Three? Five, five Celsius, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. uh, All right. well, we're hanging you know, in there. Yeah. You're, you're just hanging above the freezing line. We're, we're, we're j- dipping up and down above it. So... We're really excited uh, for today's episode because we get to, uh, our guest is, is an old friend of Mike and mine, um, and we're going to be talking about a topic that I think is, we'll, we'll probably need to elaborate on a bit. Today's theme is API wisdom, and this is very much in the vein of, you know, there's information which leads to knowledge, which leads, leads to wisdom. You know, as we were, as we were sort of prepping for this one, I was thinking about how there's so much hype around artificial intelligence out there, but you never hear any hype around artificial wisdom because I don't think there's <laughs> such a thing as artificial wisdom. But, uh, you know, I think uh, having been uh, in the API space for a long time, uh, we've met a lot of people and it's and it's great to, to have uh, George Mitri from Discover Financial join us to talk about API wisdom. George, welcome to APIs Unplugged. Hi, Matt. Hi, Mike. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. So we, you know, we, uh, you know, you you wrote some very, uh, I think, timely blogs this summer um, that were really struck a chord for us that really reflected a lot of our experience. And I think were really insightful for the readers. And, you know, we're excited to bring those thoughts to the audience today. But, But just to start off with, we always like to to get really a personal look into our guests and, and, you know, just understand your background. You know, what, what has your journey been along the way getting into this whole API community in the API space? My journey into engineering in general uh, started very early on. Uh, there was a teacher who always was telling me that I think like an engineer. Um, <laughs> Uh, isn't it interesting when, when you have, there was a teacher in, in yeah. someone's story, right? Um, so it's, it's really pretty much conditioned to be an engineer. My dad wanted me to pursue a medical field and to become a doctor, but never crossed my mind hmm. to be anything else but an engineer, an mm-hmm. entrepreneur engineer. So I was uh, passionate about creating and building things, uh, but... My journey into the API economy really started when our former CIO at Discover was asking to start building digital API management capability. And was like, mm-hmm. where is this capability? A while back. I, um, and I had the privilege to co-found the API program at Discover. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so the API strategy started as a technology initiative with two people a while back. Uh, but it's really a natural progression for me. I experienced multiple generations of the API evolution, the waves or generation, whatever you call it, hmm. um, as a developer, as an infrastructure engineer, as enterprise architect, um, as a co-founder of this digital capability of API management. Um, and, and now I lead the API Center for Enablement and work with many other uh teams in the company on the strategy of how to enable uh, the one way of working with APIs uh, and to have every team to become API enabled. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's really a natural progression for me. I'm very passionate about this space. You've been at this then kind of, you've kind of seen this grow, this API notion, this API economy, API platforms sort of grow from the very beginning uh, through exploration. Um, you've been at this a while, same as same as we have. We've. What are you seeing as the challenges right now? I mean, we've been at this for more than ten years. What What are some major unsolved problems that we need to focus on? That you think now that you've been in the working with the API space for so long? Yeah, I think there is few of unsolved problems still. Uh, I'm sure you and many of our listeners may remember the days of uh, the SOA architecture, service-oriented architecture. Mm -hmm. I, oh, yeah. And, and one, one of the dismal challenges of SOA at the time was solving for the developer experience and mm -hmm. uh, the centralized API governance that came with it, the, the centralized governance, API governance model. Uh, in general, right? yeah. uh, this was a growing pain that drove some uh, some aspects of the evolution or the revolution from SOAP to REST and all the uh, the API management space came about. Um, I think this is still a growing pain, and, um, and 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 it continues to be unsolved problem. And uh, I feel like. The intersection of the developer experience and the API governance, um, or the conversions of of of, of those two aspects, uh, it still uh, have a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, API mm -hmm. governance uh, is one of those topics that I I think it's not resolved until it ceases to exist, kind of thing. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's only successful when it ceases to exist. Um, until it's built in, uh, they have built in security, built in discoverability, uh, standard one way of documentation, one way of working, you know. Uh, so they, 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 there's still some gates, some uh, kind of a controls, but they come to the gates already ready. So it's, it's more of a the, the, uh, less technical debts, you know, uh, when, when they come to the gates. Um, so that that's one one aspect that intersection between developer experience and API governance. Uh, another one is the um, another intersection between the the, the product owners and uh, the, the skill of a product owner and the skill of an API provider, right? Mm -hmm. uh, upskilling that product owner um, role and and to become API savvy and how mm -hmm. to digitize their products. Uh, we talk a lot about aligning API strategy to the business strategy 
uh, where I feel there is still opportunities on how to tackle that in a more concrete ways. Uh, one of those concrete ways, I believe it's, uh, it's evolving, how to evolve and upscale the role of a product owner within an organization to become an API owner and, and understand the expectations uh, of, a, of a digital product owner. You know, you, just in what you're describing there, right? We probably, we all, we all probably started off in the API space being like, oh, how do I, how do I open up some data using an HTTP interface? And, you know, there's a problem to, to solve. And now, <laughs> now we're into this complexity around governance across large organizations and, and, uh, you know, the, the, the different roles and the different mentalities and, and disciplines that need to come together in order to have a successful API program and a successful uh, stretch in the API economy. I mean, it's all, I, I, I kind of harken back a little bit to your, to the opening there. You're talking about, you know, you think like an engineer and your dad wanted you to become a doctor. Well, I think the complexity of the systems we're working on now are almost biological in their complexity. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you've become, become the API doctor after all, but, go. but uh, you know, just so, so we mentioned this off the top and I think you're, some of the problems that you just articulated there that need to be solved, you know, maybe, you know, this leads us to our, our theme around API wisdom and that this, this level of dealing with this level of complexity requires wisdom of some sort, right? So you had, you had a piece published in the summer uh, called The Beginning of Wisdom in API Management, um, which I think, I mean, I think it would just be great if you can explain for our listeners, what, what do you mean by wisdom in that piece, and you know, what are the what are the ideas that you introduce along with it? The beginning of wisdom. Uh, it's a quote from Confucius. It's kind of Chinese mm -hmm. quote. Uh, mm -hmm. When he was talking about the beginning of wisdom, is calling things by by the proper names, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. and and, and um, he was emphasizing. Confucius was emphasizing about you cannot reach uh, bring matters to success without. Uh, the proper language and the proper the proper taxonomy, so uh, it's kind of like you know if we think that uh, uh, the beginning of any API program is an API inventory, right? <laughs> API inventory is the beginning of an API management. Now, an API taxonomy of that inventory is the beginning of wisdom in that hmm. API management kind of thing, right? So we we start uh, early on when we started, uh, we had uh, no inventory. It's like, where is my API? Where are the APIs? You know, now we do have the APIs. We have the data. We have some information, have some knowledge. Uh, but now, how we drive wisdom out of that, out of the data? So taxonomy, in, essentially, is the 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 how to bring order to a chaotic uh, or unre unrelatable. Uh, information, but now they, they, they seems to be, you know, relatable. Uh, and I feel that one of those taxonomy is one of those topics that uh, is not talked about enough mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the API space, in the industry. Uh, and I wanted to shine that light on that taxonomy and how it could be really a, a very powerful uh, tool for standardization and, and a, a very powerful tool for uh, portfolio rationalization, for example, or it could be a very powerful. Once you have it, um, it could be a powerful tool for for scaling, uh, mm -hmm. teaching, um, and having that one way one way of working. Uh, 
if you can classify it, you really can you can find it, you can understand it. Uh, it depends on how sophisticated is the taxonomy. You can uh, go deeper quickly on, on the level of the understanding of that API. Um, if you can classify it, you can automate it. If you can classify it, you can protect it. You know, um, so there's there's a lot of good things that can come out of uh, a good sophisticated taxonomy, um, and 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 uh, it it can drive uh, the the right questions to be asked, um, and uh, being part of that taxonomy will drive those questions. Um, so we're not just talking about the taxonomy, a basic taxonomy, but a really sophisticated uh, taxonomy. Um, which is uh, purpose-driven. Uh, uh, sophistication here, meaning that um, we understand where the struggles are, uh, what do we really need to teach, or what do we really need to scale, and what do we need to standardize, and can bubble that up into that taxonomy. Um, and, and, and that will drive... Uh, the, the right questions uh, very early on in the process during the boarding process and will ultimately bring about uh, enterprise commitment uh, to solve that problem or to to, to tackle um, uh, that type of classification or that bucket in, in a certain way and, and, and enable the organization to do that. I love that piece. I love that you were talking about this notion of names corresponding to things, right? That's one of the other phrases that Confucius uses. And, and this idea of taxonomy, I think is super, super important. Um, everyone, you know, whether you, you know, uh, the domain driven design folks talk about it as ubiquitous language. The, uh, um, the WC3 people talk about it as uh, uh, semantics, right? Like uh, RDF and all these other kinds of things. Uh, I and some other colleagues have been working on a kind of a a profile modeling uh, language to, to, that allows you to define all the taxonomic terms. And, and it sounds like something that would really make a lot of sense for every organization. Uh, um, but that's, there's, a, there's, a, there's some challenges that I see in, in people creating it. There, and it's, it's not so much that you create a taxonomy, but you maybe discover the one that you've always been using Right. I mean, people have been talking about banking or whatever for for hundreds of years. So what is what is it like? What does the process maybe look like for an organization to start focusing on this taxonomic level of of uh, interaction rather than just on the technical you know, sort of protocol level? What what what's the process? Yeah, I, lo I love what you said, Mike, here about discovering um, what's already been in place. Uh, for the taxonomy, because every company is unique, and and mm. and, and and there are a lot of different uh, good, you know, practices around um, that need to be discovered and pulled to put together and, and be highlighted and, and standardized. Uh, but you need a multidisciplinary team uh, with strong leadership who fully understand the areas of struggle we're dealing with. Uh, so we're not just talking about taxonomy, but a really sophisticated taxonomy. Um, <laughs> and we need to be sophisticated about it, uh, adopting uh, a purpose-driven classification of the APIs. What's the purpose of this bucket? What, what I'm going to get out of that bucket? Um, if I, I, I start uh, 
increasing the, the cognitive burden on the API owners to classify their API that way, what I'm going to yeah. be driving, yeah. uh, what's, you know, what's the, the return on that investment if I'm start to, to, to classify as those questions. Um, so you're asking about the process, right? Like we followed yeah. some kind of like a, uh, a three-step process kind of thing, you know, just to simplify uh, here, like with, at the risk of oversimplifying things here, of course. <laughs> um, uh, so we do have the API Center for Enablement uh, community. And, and as part of that community, we, we do have uh, a multidisciplinary working group uh, from multiple areas, multiple, dis multiple disciplines with the task to define that taxonomy. So that's kind of like the first step. Uh, we got to have that... Uh, uh, all the different uh, aspects covered, a multidisciplinary working group uh, as a community. And, and the, the, the second step in, in the process is for that working group to follow that kind of a formula uh, that we've talked about earlier uh, of what are the areas of struggle? Uh, what do we need to teach at scale? You know, um, uh, uh, and bubble this up into the taxonomy um, uh, and with the goal to publish that uh, uh, defined taxonomy along with the purpose of each bucket uh, in, uh, in, 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 uh, to, the, um, to the community, back to the community. So um, if, if, for example, uh, just for an example for that formula, if, if, if we were struggling and an area of a struggle is business alignment, let's say, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's define business alignment attributes. Um, so what's the purpose of that API? Uh, is it a business or a, a technical utility? Is it a business API or a technical utility API, right? What's, right. The, uh, what's the supported line of business if you have multiple line of business today? What's... What this, which line of business this API is intended support, right? Those are just yeah. examples of those buckets that will really help the API to be aligned. Uh, if, if the area of struggle is business alignment, so let's put those buckets. Um, uh, what's, what's, for example, another one is the, what's the target consumer? Is it for internal? Is it for external, right? Um, mm -hmm. So there's there's few buckets just can, can be coming together under solving that business alignment uh, uh, challenge. Another one, for example, if, if operational excellence is, is the struggle, right? Mm. Uh, some buckets there could be, you know, what's, uh, we, when you're publishing your API, you, you wanna know uh, what's availability tier you're providing. Is it a five nines, is it a three nines? It's, you know, best effort kind of API. So, uh, can drive the right question at the right time during boarding and, and address the operational excellence uh, out uh, right at the, like from the very beginning of designing or, or boarding that API. Um, what's the expected response time uh, of the API on the contract? So the, the contract is very clear uh, for that operational excellence. You know, what, what's if there's a link to a monitoring dashboard for that API, mm -hmm, and you can standardize mm -hmm. the mon monitoring all APIs in a, in a in a certain way as part of the taxonomy. So there's there's all kind of examples we can we can go over within that 
step two uh, when we when we are developing the formula to develop that um, uh, purpose-driven kind of uh, buckets. The final step or the, the other step is now um, once we're done with the published taxonomy, now we need to create in our experience here like Jira features you know, for the product team, the delivery team to implement that taxonomy right into the API platform, right? Uh, so um, the feature is essentially stating that as an API owner, I would like to classify my API according to the new taxonomy and that being published. And that becomes the, the requirement uh, for uh, that product team to, or the delivery team to, to be adding tags, metadata, the data model mm -hmm. uh, for the API inventory. Um, so now it's really materialized into the, the workflow. And um, just one final thought on those three steps will take care of all like new API um, boring, but for the existing, the, some of the challenges that we faced is how to get uh, API owners to classify their existing APIs. We have thousands of APIs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, every organization may have their own way to provide like incentives or mandates, stick or a carrot kind of, you know, mm -hmm. to, to go back and, and retrofit like some of those, the taxonomy into the API. That's a real challenge. Um, in Discover, we have uh, uh, something called the Discover Technology Academy, mm. uh, where we have opportunity to provide some incentives in the form of gamifications. Mm. So we, we, we have some something called Elevate Your Craft, week mm. where we have a week of special learnings and challenges for the for the whole community to earn badges to uh, or, or even gift cards uh, mm. uh, or any other gamification ideas um, we are in the process now to working with the discover technology academy team on implementing some of these ideas just to to, to kind of like have some gamification um, ideas on, on on how we go back and and, and tackle uh, some of the the, the, the existing uh, APIs in the inventory, especially the, the critical ones. As you read through your material, uh, your blog post, and, and I hear you talking now, what, what strikes me is that most of what we're talking about now is metadata, right? It's, it's about the API. It isn't sort of defining the ontology terms about first name and given name and family name. It's really about what kind of API is, who's the audience for this API, what are the measurements for this API, uh, how do I, how do I you know, dashboard this API? And this is sort of where the wisdom comes in, right? Is, is when you get beyond the, the moment to moment and you start to get the metadata that starts to tell you about the data and about the API, right? More than anything else. Exactly right. And, and that's where the, 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 the actionable wisdom comes mm -hmm. along when you are, if, you, if for example, it boosts discoverability as, you know, yeah. like I, mm -hmm. I, I want to uh, find the API quickly and understand it quickly. Um, and then also based on some of the taxonomy, I can drive some security policies. That's another part of the wisdom here is to, uh, to maybe apply certain policies to when, when I, I, I know that this is classified as a private API that's, mm -hmm. You know, uh, and, and there's also a chance to um, drive some wisdom around um, rationalization. Do I need to create this API to start with? Um, uh, maybe some wisdom of, of reuse, 
of that API um, as opposed to uh, you know, re recreating the same one and, and having the, driving the right questions that will bring about some more wisdom into uh, the portfolio. Yeah, that that that's what struck me. What stood out there as well is is around the questions about how you know we probably this is probably a stereotype somewhere, but how the wisdom is about having the right questions, not necessarily you know have the right questions and you get to the right answers. And I I suspect that the the questions may. Sorry, the, the answers may change over time, but if you get the right questions, you keep asking those questions. That helps you evolve things. But going back to the point Mike just made there, one of the things I've seen, and you've probably maybe you maybe you considered this or came across it, there there are a lot of industry taxonomies out there. And I've seen companies say, Oh, you know what, we need to have a a process taxonomy or a capability taxonomy or any even even an API inventory that we just want to cut and paste from the web or, or some industry body. I think in, in financial services, there's buy-in as a, as a real process inventory with a lot of capabilities underneath it. And yeah. I've seen companies do that. And it feels like, you know, just, just copycatting that they're missing the opportunity to, to answer all those questions. So I imagine that with the, you know, you describe some of this, but you know, how, how are you really grounding the taxonomy to because i think i think what i've seen in those industry cases is they they can have a tendency to go really deep uh and and can get a bit pedantic about you know uh getting into the weeds and and maybe you know asking questions about things that don't really tie back to any practical purpose so what are some of the other ways that you're really grounding the taxonomy to make sure it's it's very purposeful and practical yeah, this is spot on, Matt, because it's it's dangerous to run an API program as a technology-only discipline. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, it must be aligning the API strategy with the business strategy, uh, prioritizing based on the business OKRs, uh, aligning with the priorities defined by the business and the customer. Um, so, for example, we can sit here, many technologists and architects, and we, we, we may sit and, and debate all day long, what is the proper bounded context, right? Mm -hmm. um, what are the, the, the right boundaries for, for this uh, API or for that um, microservice and all that, right? Mm -hmm. In my experience, all these technology-only discussions fall short of a good, satisfying answer. Um, uh, I'm not sure if there is one perfect answer, to be honest, but but I know that a reasonable boundary could be the one defined by the business capabilities uh, that the business cares about and they are working on today. Uh, the one that is customer centric that would help the agility of the team uh, or reducing unnecessary dependencies uh, with the with the current organizational structure or the the, the part that the the business understand. So these taxonomy drivers usually come across or manifest manifest themselves as as, as business organizational structure. Uh, so the taxonomy needs to be sophisticated enough to be able to reflect these kind of agreed upon strategic business capabilities uh, or business domains that are strategic to the business and, and and pick the right level of details based on that well understood uh, customer centric viewpoints that's mm. on the ground um, uh, so it, it becomes very practical and and, and very adoptable 
from a from a, a business and technology working together on on those uh, defining those uh, uh, priorities in, in the taxonomy. Well. You know, that, that, that really leads to the next question I was going to ask you. When we, when we start talking about classification and the meta uh, experience and having this additional information that might appear in dashboards or help us, you've kind of gone now into the sort of the business element. You talked about business capabilities. Uh, and you touched on the notion, when you start to do this, when you start to have this kind of information, when product owners have this kind of information, they understand who their audience is, this is going to have some implications for the way the organization itself in, interacts with each other, right? I mean, it's not that when we talk about the system, the system isn't just the software, it's also the people. And it's the teams and it's the uh, product organization and it's, it's, it's all these things. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, right, that this kind of taxonomic work, this kind of rethinking this kind of wisdom starts to affect the way the organization operates and then maybe even its shape or its its organizational structure where the boundaries are in the organization is that right right uh, yeah and, and and we usually uh, we were trained early on not to really be dependent on the organization because the organization can change and <laughs> and all right like and this is like something inside me that tells me no no don't do this and all right but uh, <laughs> And there could be multiple approaches here, uh, but in our experience at Discover, the, the team organization is a super important building block uh, in, in the digital transformation journey. Um, when our CIO, uh, Amir Aruni, took over the helm, uh, he started us at Discover on a journey uh, for moving from a project-centric uh, organization to a product-centric organization. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's basically transforming the company into uh, 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 well-defined products with small autonomous teams that are mm -hmm. tightly aligned. Um, small product teams, like two pizzas teams, you know, <laughs> um, yep. that can own and love their products. They have the sense of ownership and, and, and they love their product. They're accountable to their products. Um, if the listeners would like to learn more about this, because it's like a, 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 a bigger topic, uh, they mm -hmm. can look up Amir Aruni Discover CIO, the, the runway mm -hmm. mission. Because this is like a, it has been uh, very uh, vocal about you know how people are interested in, in in that runway mission that he brought about here. Uh, so, but now uh, as these teams are are being defined, the taxonomy of API will come along to digitize the interactions between these product teams. Um, APIs will be extremely important, uh, playing the role of aligning these teams together so they are not operating as islands, right? Uh, to enable reuse and to enable proper interactions. Uh, given that many of the product teams uh, provide shared services, one of the purposes of the API taxonomy is to enable discoverability of those services and enable low friction interactions, uh, automation, self-service experience for those shared services. Uh, so basically, uh, uh, after moving from a project to a product, what the API management strategy would do is to, uh, there will be a need for, for it to, to continue the journey from product to platform. So 
the journey hmm. doesn't stop at a product, but the product needs to be a platform uh, hmm. providing a good level of mastery uh, in API management or API taxonomy and management uh, as one of the most direct precursors to succeed in the in the journey uh, to become to become a platform. I think that you've just you know covering that whole spectrum uh, people process technology right <laughs> it just shows uh, how holistic this idea of, of API wisdom is and how um, you know how fundamental it sounds like it is to the to the whole organizational strategy of what you're doing at discover so really insightful and we can include that uh, uh, the, the was it runway mission you mentioned we can we can include that in the in the show notes as well. Very interesting. So yeah, that would be great. I think, yeah, I think the, uh, you know, we talk, we've been talking about the, the post around API wisdom, which is great. And of course, we'll include that as well in the show notes. But that was the third blog. You had you had three, uh, three posts in the summer, all on really pertinent uh, API themes. The, the first one, which again, was the uh, tantalizingly titled, <laughs> the iceberg of API strategy. <laughs> Of course, that that got my perked my ears up right away because of uh, you know the iceberg models and systems thinking and so on. But um, I think it was a uh, that one really hit home because you know when when Mike and I have been working with uh, with companies on on helping them with API strategy, we kind of get into this thing where we have the first question we always ask is okay, well, what do you mean by API strategy? <laughs> and uh, you know it, it comes back to I think it, it really. It links back to the the taxonomy discussion because so much of it is around shared understanding and naming things and and under you know conceptual understanding. So, can you just share for with the listeners, you know, what what was the main message of that blog and and how do how do you handle that situation of ambiguity around the term API strategy? My intention of the blog for that one is is to highlight how comprehensive is an API strategy mm-hmm. and, and how. To, to show the different hidden aspects of the strategy and the element that need to be orchestrated together uh, to be uh, to, to run a successful strategy. Um, uh, I try to highlight the, the different interpretations that executives or companies might take. Uh, and I try to, to shed some light on, on the value driven out of each element of, of the iceberg because it's, it's, it's multi-disciplines, right? So everyone is, is a different one. Um, some interpretation of an API strategy could be uh, just to, you know, uh, to build a great application architecture with microservices and service mesh and what have you. Uh, yeah. and, and some other interpretation is is the API lifecycle management. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and some strategies just, you know, I don't want to say just, it's, it's more of a, like, because it's an element, it's just an element, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All those are, are important elements. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the compliance and the security aspect, that's, you know, another element uh, mm-hmm. of an API strategy uh, of all the underlying APIs, API tooling and vendor strategy, um, the API yeah. first design approach, uh, the API, API inventory and metadata and discoverability, reuse. Uh, you know, there's an API publishing uh, self-service workflow, API consumption uh, and access as a self-service for the API. You know, all these aspects are interrelated and, uh, and, and, and we really can't leave one behind um, in an immature state without impacting the other. Um mm-hmm. 
uh, and and it's not uh, one of the 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 I think the messages there is it's not a one team job and it's definitely not one man job. Um, <laughs> it's definitely bigger than one department in the organization. It's bigger than one discipline. Mm-hmm. It's a multidisciplinary program, uh, uh, and um, uh, and every company maybe had a unique journey on what state of maturity each element of the iceberg is uh, at a certain point um, and where they start their journey. But in order to achieve ultimate success of that digital business transformation, which is the tip of the iceberg, all the elements of the iceberg will will have to be addressed one way or another and not left behind, being left behind. The compliance and say, like, you know, there, there are, I tried to position in the iceberg some of those elements in a way that's, you know, core foundation and and something above the line to fast track the future versus optimize the core. Um, so it, it was interesting, you know, thoughts. I, I thought to share, uh, to just highlight, there's, there's a lot of stuff to be, to be talked about in that one, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that it's, it's, it, uh, it hit a chord with, with you guys and uh, oh, yeah. Interesting in your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this that whole series, since Matt is kind of going through that that initial uh, set of blog posts that we we read, I'm going to go ahead and call out another one that I really enjoyed, and that was your one on microservice APIs and microservices. I think it was different concepts, different a distinct investment, right? Um, and I think one of the things that really stood out in that because because it was touching on a lot of the sort of the icebergian kind of things that you, that you had mentioned. But one of the things that really stood out for me in that blog post was your comment that, um, I'm not sure if I get it quite right, but that microservice is not an investment in reuse. Microservice is an investment in agility. That's a pretty, pretty radical thing, I think, for some people. Often when people, when I encounter people talking about adding microservices, we're going to add microservices, or we're going to add some other technology like Kafka or Kubernetes or whatever, and they're motivated by reuse, I I get a bit nervous. Maybe you can kind of, you know, modularity has got its own complexity. It's got its own challenges. Establishing boundaries, managing the boundaries going forward is a super challenge. Maybe you can kind of touch on that idea of, of what's behind that notion of thinking about the investment in something like microservices slightly differently than maybe some people think about. Yeah, and, and my first point in, in this blog, um, I tried to make the, the recommendation to define a clear, consistent, opinionated definition of a microservice architecture within the organization. Because uh-huh. there might be many definitions out there, uh, but we got to have, every company got to have the definition for my organization, for me, right? <laughs> and, and 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 that's, you know, one of those, you know, topics that there's maybe, you know, I can go one way or the other, but at the end of the day, let's have one definition for, for my team and we're mm-hmm. going to stick to that one. And that's where the taxonomy kind of comes along, right? Mm-hmm. One of the, mm-hmm. one, one of the, um, I noticed a, a wide confusion um, in, uh, in, within our community, Discover community, uh, about uh, APIs and microservices and people use it interchangeably. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the, and, 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 and we said, no, we shouldn't because these are two different uh, 
uh, really concepts uh, for discover for 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 our team. You, 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 you could have whatever definition, but as long as you define it and it's clear for your team, it's fine. So I think this one I I, I like the the distinction between the the, the API and microservices uh, as a, a distinct investment because. Um, there's, I feel there's a lot to be gained by just addressing this one confusing item around hmm. APIs. It's, it's a lot more productive uh, discussions and design sessions uh, when we, we when we get this out of the way. I uh, you know we, I've had some trouble with the same thing. I'm talking about the difference. Trying to explain to people, well, it's a it's a microservice. It has an API. Well, yes, but it's not an API. Like it's it's another naming thing. It's another Confucian naming kind of situation and, and trying to get people to think about where the boundaries are, I think is a big part of this, right? Exactly. And and we wanted to really have a two distinct layers of management. Right. Uh, and that's where the taxonomy buckets we, we created because of that. This is an area of struggle. This is a great example of how uh, an area of struggle uh, makes it uh, up to the, the taxonomy to, 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 to drive commitments, organizational commitment to solve it. Uh, so we created a bucket called the interface intention interface intention of reuse. That's a bucket. Mm -hmm. And uh, and while you developing an API, you get the value of that. You you get to pick whether this is a boundary API, mm -hmm. or it's a a private inner API just for your team, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now we 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 are getting that into the organizational commitment that there's two distinct layers of management uh, of the APIs. Uh, one is boundary, uh, and I'm going to share this as a reusable for the enterprise, and another one just for my own team as a microservice. Um, and that the, the, the taxonomy is helping with that. Um, hmm. And the dis distinct investment here is about how much scrutiny we'd want to apply toward an API versus a microservice. Uh, something that's for enterprise reuse versus something for just my own team. Answering the question about the right level of governance, right? Um, and 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 the other part of this is also um, getting some of the, the the noise out of those microservices as an application architecture, and that goes back to the iceberg uh, element, right? There's an application architecture. Uh, within my application, how am I breaking down my own application? That's an application architecture discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there is the the enterprise architecture discipline, which is different. Uh, it's all about the lifecycle management and the reuse and the rationalization and all that from an enterprise mm -hmm. perspective. So it also drives that, uh, tackles those two separate elements in the iceberg uh, and draw that the... the, the demarcation between uh, an application architecture and an enterprise architecture. And where, uh, when we invest in the application architecture, that's for the agility of the team and, and how we, we can uh, uh, get all like, the right metrics for the team, right? To, to be fast and agile and, and speed to market and all that. Uh, and then the other one is for the enterprise uh, architecture to be able to be more uh, around reusability, discoverability and all that uh, cross boundaries uh, of, of the, the different products. Well, I mean, our intention today was to have you share API wisdom <laughs> and you certainly have. I think, yeah. again, I think so much of the discussion comes back to shared understanding, 
having the right boundaries to balance, you know, like you were just describing there, how you're balancing different architectural lenses. And for me, a lot of it just comes back to asking the right questions. And I think that we've seen probably a lot of the, a lot of those design mistakes, you know, the old thing about the, what the architect can fix with a pencil, you know, the engineer <laughs> maybe has to fix with a wrecking ball kind of a thing. Like, like a lot of that comes down to missed questions. And so really, thinking through all the questions that need to get asked, I think is so fundamental in formulating and addressing the, and, and in, infusing the wisdom into these API programs and API strategies. So um, George, it's been awesome. I think, uh, as I mentioned, we'll, we'll share all three of the posts uh, on the show notes, as well as the, uh, the runway platform blog that you mentioned. Uh, but if, uh, if listeners like to learn more or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect? I'd love to connect on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm uh, be happy to connect there. Um, I also mentioned the Discover Technology Academy, uh, which is uh, today is internal, but maybe by the time this podcast is published, I don't know, <laughs> will be externalized yet. But there is an effort now to, so there will be a lot of resources and I'll be there too on the Discover Technology Academy. Uh, uh, awesome. That's probably going to be published by that time. Perfect. That sounds great. Can't wait to learn more about that. So, George, once again, thank you. Uh, Mike, of course, thank you. You bet. It's great to be here. Thank you, George. Again, learned so much. Uh, thank you for sharing today. Thank you very much. Uh, always fun. Take care. Yes, and, and hope you hope you both have a nice close of the year. And for all the listeners, we hope you got as much API wisdom as we did from this episode. And we look forward to having you next time on APIs Unplugged. Bye for now. <laughs>